All right, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers. Welcome to episode 76 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am, of course, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we got an action-packed episode for you tonight. We've, of course, got the live feed going as per usual. I made a good habit of not, like, pointing that out every single episode, but <laughs> now I'm doing it again, and that's okay. The live feed's always happening, uh, so we will be interacting a little bit on the live feed. Uh, lots of great stuff for you tonight. Great episode. Look forward to it. Now that I've built it up ridiculously, uh, you know, temper your expectations. There is a lot of common sense uh, but it is the usual go tell it to the wall podcast. Uh, all right, let's kick off episode 76 with our usual social plugs. That's right. If you want to keep up with us between episodes, during episodes, before episodes, after episodes, whenever you so please, you can do so in multiple locations. One of those would be Facebook. That's where we're live right now. Facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Head on over there. Like our page. Check out our posts. Do whatever it is you kids do on Facebook these days. Uh, likewise, you can also follow us on Twitter at tell the wall pod or at magic Muppet. Follow both of those at tell the wall pod. Obviously the official podcast uh, Twitter account. What do they call the Twitter things? I guess accounts or whatever. Uh, and then Ma at Magic Muppet is my own personal Twitter account. So just follow both of those. Nuggets of common sense all throughout the week are going to be laid on you through those platforms. And of course, we do have a YouTube channel. Who doesn't have a YouTube channel these days? Head on over to YouTube. Search Go Tell It to the Wall. You're going to see our channel right there. You're going to see my lovely face. Some people tell me I have a lovely face, so I'm going with it. You're going to see my lovely face there on YouTube. Subscribe to that channel. Check out the videos. Comment. Like. Again, do whatever it is the kids do on YouTube these days. I, I don't even know. I, like, YouTube is not... I don't spend too, too much time on YouTube unless I'm looking at something specific. But I get it. Everyone loves YouTube. And most importantly, this one is actually most importantly because it is inclusive of those things I've just mentioned. As well as you're going to be able to find content you're not going to find anywhere else. And that would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right. www.SeanO'RourkeLive.com. You, that will actually link you to all of those things I just mentioned, uh, as well as, like I said, some exclusive content that you're not going to find on, on any of those other platforms. So bookmark SeanOWorkLive.com. Check back often for updates, blogs, photos, all that kind of good stuff. That's kind of going to be your one-stop shop because it will literally link you to everything else that I just mentioned. Uh, and we'll also link you to our Patreon page and our Indiegogo campaign. Indiegogo campaign is still live, and, of course, our Patreon uh, page is always live. If you are so inclined to support the show financially, you can do so. Why? I feel like I'm saying a lot of so. Is it because it's my initials? So I don't know what's going on. Uh, but if you're inclined to support us financially, uh, you can do so at on our Indiegogo campaign or on our Patreon page. So please check out both of those. And again, SeanO'RourkeLive.com will take you to both of those. Uh, as I think the Patreon's on like all the other platforms too. You can just you click the little the little orange P, and it's going to take you to the the Patreon page where you can support us financially. A uh, dollar, two dollars, anything helps. It helps us to grow. It helps us to keep this thing moving along, uh, and it keeps me in, in beer and beard products. <laughs> Not really. It, none of that money goes toward beer or beer products. It just doesn't, despite the fact that we do have beer on the podcast on a weekly basis. Uh, and we're going to get into the beer this week uh, momentarily because I'm actually really excited about this one. Uh, and like I said, kind of, well, I think that was in the teaser, actually. So those of you just listening to the audio didn't hear it. Uh, but the Boston Red Sox, congratulations to the Boston Red Sox. Congratulations to the city of Boston and congratulations to all of the Boston Red Sox fans out there around the world, your Boston Red Sox are the 2018 World Series champions as of Sunday. As a matter of fact, they won it right here in Los Angeles. It was fantastic. Uh, I unfortunately didn't actually even watch the game. Didn't watch the game, and I'll explain why uh, in just a few minutes here. Uh, I, I watched all of the other games. I actually was listening on the radio. I felt like such an old man. Uh, they were winning all through the playoffs when I was listening on the radio, so I continued to listen on the radio uh, for every game that I was able to. But like I said, Sunday, I wasn't able to because I was at Bitch City Blitz. Bitch City? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Beach City Blitz. Beach City Blitz. Although Huntington, Bitch City, eh. Uh, might be accurate for Huntington Beach. Uh, there go all my Huntington Beach listeners. It's okay. It's okay. It's just because your city is a little 
awkward at times. It's not. Huntington Beach is a beautiful area. But I was at Beach City Blitz on Sunday while the game was being played. I actually walked out of the festival uh, after Rancid had played to to see the final out, to hear the final out from my phone uh, as, as my, my friends and I were walking out of the venue. Uh, so I didn't actually get to see it, but I did come home, obviously, and celebrate, and I had been celebrating all day while, while enjoying fantastic bands, uh, decent food. I don't want to say fantastic food, decent food, and good beer. Uh, so, so unfortunately, didn't actually see it, but it's okay because the Boston Red Sox, like I said, are the 2018 World Series champions. Uh, hence, for those of you only listening on to the audio, only listening to the actual podcast audio. I'm currently sitting in my studio wearing my Boston Red Sox David Ortiz jersey in celebration of the Red Sox winning the World Series. And of course, I live in Los Angeles. I I, literally, I can't really walk out of the house wearing this. I gotta sit in the studio wearing it. Otherwise, I gotta deal with a bunch of jackasses that are giving me a hard time not realizing uh, that it's just a game. It's just a game. Uh, we're actually gonna get into some of that in a little while here too. Beer this week. Oh, man, beer this week. I'm really excited about it. Uh, I was actually surprised that this came out so soon. So soon. We've had a beer similar to this on the podcast at least once. I want to say we've done it twice. We might have had number nine on, but I know we've had number 10. And that would be a tasty brew from Firestone Walker Brewing Company. It is called Luponic Distortion. Uh, and if you if you remember the last time we had, this is Luponic Distortion uh, IPA series number 11. Recently, I want to say maybe a month, within two the past two months, we did have number 10 on the podcast. Uh, and again, if, if you don't remember that, you're not familiar with it, the Firestone Walker does limited limited uh, runs on the this Luponic Distortion series, and then they number it each time they have a new one. So they're completely different beers. I mean, they're obviously IPAs. They're coming from the same brewery, but they're completely different as far as the hops and everything else that goes in there. And I just this week... Noticed that number 11 is already out. And it's funny, I was at, I can't even remember what store I was at, but they actually had some of the number 10 still, and then they had the number 11 sitting next to it. And it's usually, usually you can't find the other one. Like, by the time the new one comes out, uh, it's much harder to find, but they, they're just kind of stacking them up on each other, probably knowing that this is tasty beer. People enjoy it. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. I, I, I recommend, regardless of if I have tried that particular number, I just know it's going to be good. And the past, the past two have been just fantastic. Uh, this Luponic Distortion number 11 actually has some pineapple, guava, and lemon drop hints to it. Uh, and of course, if you're familiar with the podcast, I made my wife try this one before I headed into the studio. She didn't love it. Well, I don't want to. She liked it. She didn't love it. She said she wouldn't order. But uh, sometimes I hand her a beer, especially an IPA, a pale ale, and she makes a weird face afterward. And there's no weird face. So it's on the smoother side for IPAs. Has a little fruitiness to it. It's tasty. Check them out. Firestone Walker Brewing Company, Luponic Distortion IPA Series, number 11. Oh, and I'm just now realizing number 11 is like totally has become my lucky number the past two years because my daughter was born on November 11th, which would be 11, 11, 11, 11. So, yeah, there we go. It all, it all just tied up nicely with a bow. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Uh, Beach City Blitz. Before we get into the meat of everything, I want to fill you guys in on this now. If you're not a concert goer, you're not a festival fan, especially maybe not like a punk rock fan, you might not have enjoyed this. But me, I grew up going to concerts as a teenager. That's what we did. That's what my friends and I did when we were teenagers, went to concerts like crazy. As I got older, I had less time for that. I just I don't have the time, and especially now that I have a toddler at home, even less time to do that. But these tickets popped up. I've talked about it a couple times on the podcast a couple months ago, and knowing that Rancid was going to be playing, as well as The Interrupters, which has quickly become my my new absolute favorite band, and that was very much confirmed on Sunday with their performance. They put on a fantastic, fantastic live show. They played earlier in the day, I want to say around like 2.30. I'm running into the venue, barely making it there. I was actually in San Diego for my buddy's wedding the night before, and I felt like a, like a teenager getting dropped off at a concert because my wife, <laughs> I drove up to the concert Got out of the car, my wife jumped in the car and headed the rest of the way home uh, because this was in Huntington Beach. It's like uh, probably more than halfway from uh, where I was in San Diego to uh, to where I live in Los Angeles, in Highland Park, uh, Los Angeles. So I, I literally just got dropped off from my concert, ran in there, caught the Interrupters, grabbed a beer on my way, caught the Interrupters. Definitely one of the best live shows I have ever seen. I can say that with confidence. They do a fantastic job. They have fantastic music. They are a fantastic band overall. Uh, and, and you knew that was coming because 
they've got the help from Tim Armstrong, who is the lead singer of Rancid, and he's really been pushing them and and help helping them with production of all their tracks and even directing their music videos. So highly, highly recommend the Interrupters. If you are in, are in the Los Angeles area, they are actually playing a concert at the Glass House in Pomona on November 11th. That's a Sunday. They're playing a concert November 11th at the Glass House. It's my daughter's birthday. I'm not going to be going myself, but if if you have the means, highly, highly recommend going to see the Interrupters. I wish I could be seeing them less than two weeks from now because they are just they're on another level of fantastic bands uh, between the lead singer, who's just fantastic, the guitarist uh, and the bassist and the drummer. And they do have a keyboardist who you don't see a lot of, but he was actually playing up there uh, for for the actual live show. Um, just to add that you don't see them him like on the music videos and stuff and they all just do it it's such high energy it's such a fantastic crowd everyone is just singing at the top of their lungs dancing having fun in fact I was there with my friend Laura and a few of her friends that I just met uh, that day and we're kind of like oh yeah we'll just and even that morning I was I was saying to my wife I was like oh yeah I'm just gonna kind of stay back I'm a little too old to be to be you know crowd surfing and running into the the circle pit and everything else well Ten seconds into the interrupters, uh, my friend Laura starts working her way toward the front, and I looked up. I said, well, I guess that's what I'm doing, too. And I walk up, and I'm like three people away from the stage. Just I got one of the giant stacks of speakers, like just right pounding me in the head in a good way, uh, yelling at the top of my lungs, bouncing around. I'm surprised I still have my voice. My legs are still hurting. I mean, <laughs> this was Sunday. This was like four or five days ago. Legs still hurting. Uh, I, le- I learned quickly Monday morning that I'm no longer a teenager. Uh, it was fantastic. Huntington Beach did a great job putting on this Beach City Blitz. And then, of course, Rancid played later in the evening, which was definitely a crazier, much crazier set uh, where I was getting pushed around, had the movement of Circle Pit right on me, flat, you know, people are throwing water bottles, there's puffs of smoke going up everywhere, which was another fantastic thing. <laughs> it just reminded me of being younger, uh, you know, puffs of cigarette smoke and puffs of marijuana smoke just flying everywhere, water bottles, which I don't condone, but water bottles flying everywhere, a couple different Circle Pits, uh, and Tim Armstrong along with Lars putting on just a fantastic, fantastic show. Um, I, I can't say enough good things about Rancid. They do such a good job. Oh, and one thing I forgot to mention, Deep Cut, for those of you that are punk rock fans, the Interrupters actually played an Operation Ivy song. They actually played an Operation Ivy song. Fantastic. They did a great job. And Rancid played a bunch of their hits as well as a lot of their older stuff that I think if you haven't been a Rancid fan since like early 90s, maybe you don't know it that well. Uh, and they did a fantastic show as well. Like I, Adrenaline was pumping. Everyone was having a good time. Uh, and again, more singing at the top of my lungs, bouncing around. Can't say enough good things about Beach City Blitz. Of course, that is most likely because of the particular bands that were playing. Uh, and I just didn't have much interest in, in many of the other bands. I mean, there was like seven, five, five to seven bands playing that day. Uh, I know Social Distortion has a big following. Uh, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club has a big following, uh, as well as Bad Religion does. And I, I enjoy some Bad Religion and some Social D, but I, I wasn't going up there to get into uh, into the circle pits or anything like that for Bad Religion. Uh, Bad Religion, I will just side note before we move on. I will say their lead singer, I'm blanking on his name, uh, it, it just and there's nothing wrong with being a little older and rocking out. I mean, Tim Armstrong's got to be about the same age, maybe a little younger. Uh, but he shaved his head completely bald, and I have a feeling that's because he was going bald. Well, the lead singer of Bad Religion uh, is going quite bald, like the George like George Jefferson status, where it's just like the 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 kind of crown around the head. Uh, and nothing against getting old out there for all of you. Trust me, I'm getting there too. I'm talking about like recovering for two days from that concert. Uh, but just shave it off. Just shave it off. It's a little depressing to see the crown on a on a singer like that performing up on stage. Uh, so, and we're going to, uh, next concert we can get to, we'll be promoting it uh, and, and talking about it as much as possible and hopefully getting out to another one of these shows very, 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 very soon. Uh, and fortunately, the Interrupters are actually a Los Angeles band, so might might have, you probably have a better chance if you are in Southern California of, of seeing them uh, quite often. In fact, they were in San Diego the weekend before uh, Beach City Blitz. They were playing the Scallywag Festival. Oh, man. Can you tell I enjoyed Beach City Blitz? I mean, it's it's next-level ridiculousness. All right, let's get into some social trends going around right now. Social trends. That's right. Today is actually hashtag World Vegan Day. That's right. Hashtag World Vegan Day because, you know, we can't have a day without putting a hashtag in front of it, so it has to be hashtag World Vegan Day. That's happening today. If you're interested, check it out. I will say one thing. If you're not a vegan, uh, just don't go search that hashtag. Just don't search it because it's a lot of people like yelling at other people for eating animals. And that's fine if you want to hold that. Like, that's fine if you want to hold that belief. Uh, I'm a meat eater. 
I'm not ashamed of being a meat eater. Uh, I will never be ashamed of being a meat eater. I fully respect your choices if if you don't eat meat because you think it's a moral, like it, it is a moral issue. That's fine. Uh, but don't give me a hard time from eating meat. This has been happening since the days of cavemen, and, and a lot of people are going to continue doing it. We're carnivores, you know. Uh, and, and again, I have no problem with you being vegan. Just don't give me a hard time about not being vegan. And another interesting fact that I learned today, uh, avocados are technically not vegan. <laughs> technically not vegan avocados. I'm not going to get into the reasoning. It has to be with, it has to do with mistreating bees. And again, I'm all for not mis mistreating bees, but come on. I like my avocados too. Uh, so many, many hipsters are going to weep around the Los Angeles area when they hear that because avocado toast, not vegan, not vegan. Although a lot of the toast probably isn't vegan. Don't you use eggs to make bread for God's sake? It's not vegan anyway. Like the hipsters that are vegan, you can't have avocado toast, man. What are you, you going to do for breakfast? Nothing. Coffee? Coffee's probably not vegan. That's what's funny too because I know there's a lot of controversy around certain coffees and stuff and the conditions that people are put in to, to like pick that coffee. Let, let's work on that as well. I, I real Mad respect to the bees. I get it. Mad respect to the bees. Don't mistreat bees. Let's not mistreat people either, you know, because that's kind of important too. It's kind of important. Oh, another trending hashtag going around right now. It's a little bit sexist, but it's okay. I found enjoyment in it, and we just, we're just we just going to put aside this, the sexist aspect of it for a second and enjoy the comedy of it. And that would be hashtag cooking instructions for men. Hashtag cooking instructions for men. Now people are just having fun with it. Uh, and then, like, someone posted uh, hashtag cooking instructions for men. Him, how long should I cook this pizza? Me, using my shrill voice, oh, my God, read the package. Now, I appreciate this. I, I, I can see there's a little bit of sexism in it. Just be, because you're a man, a male, doesn't mean you can't cook. In fact, some of the, the best cooks that I know personally uh, are men. They're male. You know, it doesn't – I see the stereotype there. You know, men don't know how to cook. There's plenty of men that know how to cook. Uh, I think I do find it a little extra funny because I am not a cook myself. There's not much I can cook. In fact, I think two nights this week my wife asked me what I wanted for dinner, and I was like, oh, I just make some nachos. Uh, nachos are not – not an approved dinner item in my household for the most part uh, because it's not very nutritious. So so for me, yes, I get it. I, I can't cook myself. I can bar like I can cook a couple things uh, and I can I can barbecue, uh, but I, I can't cook like nice things. You know, I, I can make some eggs, you know, I can make a couple, a couple things I can. But I'm not a cook myself. So I, I found some enjoyment, uh, some comedy in that. Uh, and this one I really found some comedy in. And this one I would recommend. Searching the hashtag if you want a good laugh uh, this evening or anytime this week, whatever it might be. And that would be hashtag unusual Netflix categories. That's right. Hashtag unusual Netflix categories. Uh, this one, see, what they're trying to say is Netflix categories that are unusual. You know, because you go on there and you see, like, comedy and, and drama and, I don't know, I don't pay attention to the categories on, Net like, Netflix. I literally just search the specific shows I'm looking at on my list and done. Uh, but I, I get it, the categories when you're trying to search through. So this one uh, I, I found very, very funny. And this this tweet in particular uh, from someone whose name I just literally can't say. It has too many X's in it for me to even be able to pronounce it. And it's it's not an ethnic word. It's somebody, uh, ox, stay, yeah, it's not. It's not uh, someone's name that I'm disrespecting and, and trying not to butcher here. It's just some weird, probably a millennial thing. But it's okay because I found this tweet enjoyable. And that would be hashtag unusual Netflix categories, awkwardly long sex scenes to avoid with family. Uh, that would actually be a useful Netflix category. I don't know that I would go and click on things to watch in that next Netflix category, but if someone created a site that said, hey, there are, because you know, there are films out there we don't think, and then suddenly you're like, you're watching it with, and I'm talking like my age. I'm in my 30s. I'm talking like my age, and you're watching it with, it's still awkward. You don't want to be sitting there watching it with your mother your father, your grandmother, whatever it might be, uh, and, and just suddenly you're in this like, oh my, that is a very graphic sex scene that I'm sitting here uh, watching with my parents or some relative. In fact, that happened to me uh, when I was a teenager back in Chicago. My, uh, my grand, I was, oh, we were back there for probably for the holidays or something, and uh, my, it was just me and my grandmother at her house. I, everyone else was off doing something, and she's like, oh, let's rent a movie. So we go rent a movie, and I pick up Any Given Sunday. We pick up Any Given Sunday. If you haven't seen this movie, uh, I, I'm not saying you need to go out and watch it right away, but there is a scene where they're having a giant party and everyone's doing a bunch of coke and there's a bunch of naked women. It's a whole thing. Like people, like guys are doing coke off of women's boobs, and it's and I'm sitting there watching it with my grandmother as a you know as a teenager, <laughs> like oh god, 
uh, late teens, fortunately, that would have been real awkward for like a, like twelve year old Sean, uh, but late teens at least. But nonetheless, still still quite awkward. Uh, but check that one out again. Hashtag unusual Netflix categories. Uh, let's move on to some TV, film, and books. Man, Beach City Blitz just pushed it, like we're already behind on things right now. But that's okay. We don't really have. A, I don't know what's going on with Live Feed. I think everyone is uh, recovering from Halloween, understandably, uh, and that's okay. That's okay. Just just go to sleep, recover from Halloween. You can listen. You can check out the live feed uh, once it gets posted, or listen to the audio once that gets posted, which uh, which happens every Friday morning. Well, every Friday we miss an episode here and there, but every Friday morning after we record, uh, that bad boy goes up there uh, for for your listening, subscribing, and sharing pleasures. Uh, like I said, TV, film, and books. Uh, I talked about it last week. Modern Family. Modern Family. Or I think I talked about it two weeks ago. I don't know. Whenever it was. Uh, they had a death of a cast member. And I'm not going to spoil anything right now. Uh, but if, if you're super crazy on spoilers, just, just skip like 30 seconds. Because uh, I will tell everyone. Tell everyone. It's not as big of a character as we were all kind of led to believe. It is a main character. Uh, but it's not... Not a main, main, main character that you see in every single episode, so keep that in mind. They did do a nice job with it, uh, but and I don't want to say I'm disappointed, but when they talked about this a, f- a couple months ago, it was like, oh my gosh, there's going to be a huge main character. No, no, it's a main character, but not, a, again, not a character you see every single episode. Uh, we got some Netflix news. Speaking of Netflix and awkward Netflix categories, uh, they actually have a few films that are going to be hitting theaters. They have uh, theatrical releases for three films coming up here. Uh, those three films specifically would be, uh, man, my, I don't have my glasses on. Uh, Roma, which is from the Coen Brothers. Uh, Bird Box, which features Sandra Bullock, stars Sandra Bullock. Uh, and there's also another one. Oh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Ballad of Buster Scruggs. So those three films are actually going, they're Netflix films. Uh, They're going to be hitting theaters here soon. And the interesting thing is Netflix has put a couple of films in theaters before. What they're doing for this particular, these particular releases is they're not going to put it live on Netflix at the same time that it goes into theaters. It's only going to be in theaters and then it will go on Netflix a little while after its theatrical run, which is kind of the traditional model if you're familiar with that industry. You have a theatrical window, then you have a home window, and, and they're doing a theatrical window as opposed to having both at the same time. And you may be asking yourself, why are they doing this? Or you know why they're doing it and you're listening and you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. The reason they're doing this is to generate Oscar buzz and to make themselves that make these films qualify for the Oscars because there are specifics about films that are quali- that qualify for the Oscars and and being having theatrical releases uh, within a certain time period and that's what's happening here. So Netflix is going to make a big push to to they had some nominated films last year haven't actually won an Academy Award for any of those films uh, and they're really pushing for that this year and I'm sure it's just a matter of time before Netflix does win an Academy Award for something original. Uh, it's going to be the same thing with Amazon. You know, I mean they've already done it with. Uh, Oh my gosh, Emmys, you know, television uh, shows that they've done, not not uh, full length uh, movies, but television shows. So it's it's just expanding more content than you know what to do with. We talked about Apple a couple weeks ago and the new content that's coming from them. It's just it's content overload. But remember, you still need your common sense from Go Tell Us the Wall podcast and your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean Work. So never never forget about that. There's a lot of content out there, but you need this content. Everybody should have this content. I wish the Orange Menace would get this content. Smack him into shape a little bit. Uh, oh, a little more TV news. The Connors. The Connors. That's right. I talked about it. I was curious and I watched the first episode. I don't want to say it's bombing, but it is not doing well in the ratings. The ratings are dropping drastically. And in fact, ABC just recently ordered one more episode of The Connors to round them out at 10 and basically finish the season. At 10 episodes as opposed to uh, the traditional season on an established show would be 22 episodes uh, for the entire, like a, a, a half hour sitcom, 22 minute sitcom, but it'd be 22 episodes. So we're only looking at 10 here. And this has, of course, started the buzz on rumors of the possibility of Roseanne Barr coming back, coming back to help those ratings. Uh, let's see what happens. I don't watch the Connors as it is. I won't watch if the hateful, bigoted bitch comes back. I have no interest in that whatsoever. 
But it's going to be interesting to see if, if ABC kind of goes back on their word and, and rehires her. And especially interesting because of the next thing I'm going to tell you about. There's actually a billboard that went up uh, within like a couple of miles of Disneyland down there in Anaheim. And the billboard actually is is in support of uh, oh, uh, James Gunn who was the director was the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise until he was recently fired for some old tweets that were were drummed up and Disney didn't really appreciate him. Now, the things he's done nowhere near as bad as what Roseanne Barr did. So if they do bring back Roseanne Barr, they're going to have to bring back James Gunn, who has ridiculous amount of support including support from the cast. Uh the cast of of Guardians of the Galaxy. And to give you a little detail on that, there someone started a uh, GoFundMe campaign to to fund the billboard to go up right by Disneyland, and it's basically asking Disney to rehire James Gunn. And in fact, there is a URL on there, rehirejamesgunn.com. So someone even spent money on a URL uh, for for this whole campaign. And in addition to that, there's actually a Change.org pe- petition. Uh, with over 500,000 signatures asking Disney to reinstate James Gunn as the director of the Gal- the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. So it's going to be interesting. we got an interesting uh, few months here uh, coming up, so we'll see what happens. All right, we're going to get in a little sports. That's right, I opened up the show with uh, with a little World Series news for those of you that may not, might not have been aware. Mm. Boston Red Sox 2018 World Series champions. I was losing my mind uh, last week. I was I was very nervous. My wife can can tell you about that. Uh, pacing around the kitchen as I uh, pacing around the kitchen as I uh, was listening to the games and and yelling and and all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, so it, it it was a relief for it to be over on Sunday, despite the fact that I didn't actually get to watch the game because I was was jumping around and singing at the top of my lungs uh, at, at Beach City Blitz. Uh, but, of course, we did get some news out of it. Uh, like I said, I, I'm not wearing my Boston gear around L.A. right now because I know I'm going to get some shit for it. I already know. In fact, I'm going to give you a little personal story uh, about that in a few minutes here. But we did have uh, we had a story, unfortunately, out of Los Angeles. There was a Boston Red Sox fan, Josh Davis, who lives in Los Angeles. He's originally from Boston. He is, of course, like I said, a Boston Red Sox fan. Uh, but as he was walking around Koreatown this past Sunday, right after the Red Sox had won the World Series, he ran into a couple of Dodger fans who were all decked out in Dodger gear. And he's, of course, wearing his Red Sox gear uh, from being at the game. They approached him and they said to him, and I quote, Get your expletive out of here. This is Dodgers country right here, end quote. Now, of course, an argument ensued, and it was originally two guys. Uh, Then there was a third guy that called for extra help and ended up being about 10 guys that jumped this Josh Davis Red Sox fan. I'm not I'm not I don't know the guy, so I'm not going to sit here and say he was completely innocent uh, as far as talking back to the guys. So you got to be smart about this. But that's no reason for for a fight to happen. And in fact, he got stabbed five times by what they believe is a screwdriver. And of course, if you're familiar with the little story from 2011 that happened at Dodger Stadium where Brian Stowe was beat to within an inch of his life and still to this day is living with brain damage, still recovering from that beating he took from a couple Dodgers fans simply because he was a San Francisco Giants fan. Here's the thing, wall fans, common sensors, Jesus fucking Christ, I don't understand. It's a game. It's a game. It's a game. It's a game. It's as simple as that. It's a game. It's grown grown millionaires throwing a ball around, hitting a ball around. It's a game. Nobody should be beat up for this. Nobody's life should be at risk for this. It's a fucking game. But unfortunately, in a lot of towns, and I'm not saying Boston's innocent. I'm not saying Chicago's innocent. I'm not saying anywhere's innocent. But in Los Angeles, you cannot wear Boston Red Sox gear right now. Because at the very least... You're going to get chided. Someone's going to harass you. At the very worst, you're going to end up like Josh Davis in the hospital, stabbed five times. And in fact, nobody is really above this. To the point where we've gotten a story from comedian Bill Burr, the great Bill Burr, who I love. I think he's fantastic. Happens to be from Boston. Lives in the Los Angeles area now. But he, he's from Boston. If you weren't aware of that, if you, if you watch the guy stand up, watch anything he does, he's got a very, very, very thick accent. Uh, he is Boston Irish to a T. Just Boston Irish to a T, and it's it's rather amusing. Uh, but 
he was at a Dodgers game. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry, at a World Series game at Dodgers Stadium, sitting actually in the upper deck. What happened was he was there with a friend of his, and a friend of his, because the upper deck had some empty seats in it, because tickets were like thousands of dollars just to go get in the stadium, his friend was like setting empty beer cans behind his seat where no one was sitting. And then a guy a couple rows back decided to that he was upset about that. Now, probably upset because the Dodgers were losing the World Series and it was not looking good for them. And started getting into it with Bill Burr and his friend. Started getting in their face. Started getting into it. Was real upset. Uh, fortunately, Bill Burr managed to defuse the situation to an extent. Uh, but almost got into a fight in the stadium. Almost got into a fight. Like I said, luckily defused that situation and 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 gave this 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 man baby a, a little fist bump because. And I'm saying I'm I'm not using that word. I'm not using that word lightly. Man baby. Like calm down. Fights that you don't need to be getting in a fight in Dodger Stadium over some beer cans, really over anything. I'm sure it didn't have to do with the beer cans. It had to do with the fact that Bill Burr is a Boston Red Sox fan. That's the bottom line. And in fact, I can tell you from personal experience that things like this do happen at Dodger Stadium. Does that mean all Dodgers fans are terrible? No. No, not at all. In fact, I've been on both sides of that. I was at a Dodgers game, Dodgers-Rockies game, a few years ago. Uh, this was actually Todd Helton's last year because I was very excited to go uh, I mean, I'm I'm always excited to go to a baseball game no matter what. I saw the Dodger I saw Dodgers play the Rockies this year. It's just a random uh, went with my friend Seth and Kevin, and uh, so I'll go to a baseball game anytime. But I go to this with, with a group of friends, uh, and I've learned since then not to do this. But when I go to baseball games, I wear my Boston Red Sox hat. I, I don't care if the Red Sox aren't playing. I'm I, I'm a Red Sox fan. I'm wearing my hat. I've been to, I've actually been to Dodger Stadium. I went to see Yankees Dodgers years ago. Wore my Red Sox hat. No problems. In fact, everyone was kind of making friends with me because they're like, oh, well, you're cheering against the Yankees. Yeah, of course I'm cheering against the Yankees. They're division rivals, you know. But on this particular night, which also happened to be LGBTQ Appreciation Night, and in fact, no disrespect to him, but I'm blanking on the name of the first openly uh, gay professional basketball player. I'm just totally blanking on his name. Actually, throughout the first pitch for that particular game. Uh, so we're there for LGBTQ Night. They had fireworks that night and everything else. And I'm sit early in the game. I'm sitting there. And there's a guy, there's a guy drunk, a few rows back, being drunk and belligerent, and he sees my hat. And so he starts yelling at me and stuff. And I'm like, and at first I'm like, ah, it's baseball, you know, because there is a certain amount of joking in baseball. You know, you give a hard time, you, you, you kind of chide the players, whatever, the umpires, whatever else it is. A little bit of that does happen. There's nothing wrong with that. But then it got a little too much. And I'm just ignoring him. He's sitting a few rows back. I'm just ignoring him. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Well, then what happens is he's upset that I wasn't playing into his little hand where he's drunk and he wants to, you know, get into an argument, whatever else. And so he comes down to my row, a few rows down, and then starts to get in my face. And I'm like, no, no, no. And I turn away and I'm like, okay. And he kind of starts to walk away. Well, then who my now wife, girlfriend at the time, he starts getting in her face. That's when my Irish got up. That's what my mother calls it. She says, get the Irish up. I do have a temper. I'm Irish. I got a temper. It takes a little bit to get that temper flared up, but as soon as you get in now my wife, the time my girlfriend's face, my daughter's face, we got a problem. So I told him to back up. I got in his face and I said, that's enough. You back up. You get out of my face right now. And he starts mousing off back to me and I said, that's enough. And he kind of he backs away a little bit and I go walking up the stairs. And he's still, he's still mouthing off to me. And I walk up, I pass by a security guard. And mind you, this is like two years after the Brian Stowe incident. About two years. I turn to security guard. He's like, you got to do something. Otherwise, there's going to be a problem down there. And I'm going to be part of the problem. And I go use the restroom. And in fact, back then I was still a real smoker. Uh, smoking real cigarettes. So I use the restroom and I go out and smoke a cigarette. And I'm watching. I knew security was heading down there. Because they're zero tolerance. The guy's drunk as a skunk. He's looking for a fight. So I'm standing in the, the smoking section, which is right near the exit. I look up for a minute. And mind you, LGBTQ appreciation night. He walks by. And he, and he says, and I, I can't remember. Was it like, have a, he said something. like, And it wasn't like F you. But he was like, have a good night. But the word he said. He used another word that begins with an F that insensitive people use to describe gay people lgbtq appreciation night he's walking off drunk as a skunk i think he left his girlfriend in the game too because he got kicked out now 
like I said, not all Dodgers fans are this way. I actually go walking back to my seat, and I'm sitting there. And I'm sitting, and I hear a few rows back. I'm like, hey, Boston, hey, Boston. And I'm like, oh, man, I put my head down. Hey, Boston, Boston. And, in fact, I should say, I was walking back to my seat, and a couple uh, older fans had said to me, we're not all like that. We want you here. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And I'm hearing this, hey, Boston, hey, Boston. And, uh, you know, after a few, I turn around, and I'm doing the, oh, God. I turn around, I'm like, who wants it now? And I turn around, and there's like five, six people a few rows back, and they start clapping for me. And they're like, thank you, thank you. And I think what happened was the guy was being obnoxious to everybody. Nobody wanted the guy there. And they were very happy that he got kicked out and probably was glad that they're not getting an even worse reputation as, as Dodgers fans and as the, the Dodgers team themselves, you know, interestingly. Hmm. So be careful out there, Red Sox fans, if you live in Los Angeles. Uh, it's not smart to be wearing your Red Sox gear right now. Just not. It's just not. Uh, I will be completely honest with everyone. I was avoiding it, and I didn't do it Sunday night because I got home too late. But then some neighbors were being obnoxious on Monday, and uh, I didn't say anything to them. But I might have blasted a little Dropkick Murphy shipping up to Boston from my front porch. That was the extent of my obnoxiousness. Other than that, I've been keeping my mouth shut. i got friends that are Dodgers fans. Mad respect to the Dodgers, uh, that baseball team, and to my friends that are fans. Uh, no respect to the fans that get a little too uh, too ridiculous. You know, it's it's still a game, still a game. It's all it is. It's a game. You you know, your team loses, you don't get any money. Your team wins, you're not getting any money. What you know, it's it's a pride thing. The next day, you're everyone's going back to work, and that's it. We're done with it. You know, man. Uh, this one other thing I do want to talk with you about is if most likely, unless you're a sportsman, especially a college football fan, you're not going to be aware of this. Uh, University of Maryland was in the news this week. In fact, they've been in the news since June. Back in June, uh, they were having workouts with their football team. And unfortunately, a 19-year-old player of theirs, who I assume was a freshman, uh, passed out, had heat stroke, uh, and died two weeks later. And there's been investigations and everything else. We found out that the conditions that he was under, if he had gotten the correct treatment in time, he would not have passed away. It just it wouldn't have happened. He wouldn't have passed away. Uh, so it, it's interesting. Uh Everything has been coming out of this. And what happened was they had put the head coach, because through all these investigations, they found that it was just a culture of ridiculousness with this football team. And they weren't taking care of their players. So the football coach, the head football coach, was put on administrative leave. Well, and then just this week, in fact, I think it was Monday, Monday or Tuesday, Tuesday, uh, the Board of Regents met, the Board of Regents for the University of Maryland met, and they recommended that DJ Durkin, the head coach of the University of Maryland, uh, be reinstated. Be reinstated. As far as I'm concerned, he is at, at minimum partially responsible for the death of a football player on his practice field. And again, through those investigations, they found this culture uh, of not taking care of players. That was all about the... They weren't doing a good job taking care of anyone. And just in general, they didn't know what they were doing. I don't say they didn't know what they were doing. They were doing a, a poor job of it. Well, and then of course... Many of the students came out to protest, and in fact, the governor of Maryland came out and said, I, this is not a good idea. I think the Board of Regents should reconsider. And then we go to find out yesterday that he's fired. He was reinstated for like less than 24 hours. They fired him because of the backlash. Here's what's ridiculous about college sports. We talk about athletes and everything else, but you have these Board of Regents that sit at each of these colleges, and all they see is dollar signs. All they see is dollar signs and the popularity of their sports programs. So to this board of regents in the state of Maryland, the the uh, not the integrity, uh, but the the popularity of the football program, the success of the football program is more important than the lives of the players that come to play for the football program and play for free. Mind you, granted, many of them have scholarships, but they don't get paid to play football for that university while generating millions. <clears throat> I'm not even kidding. Millions of dollars for the university. Other universities, billions. University of Texas, billions. Alabama, billions. And they put their lives on the line, and these coaches don't care. Nor do these alumni that sit on these boards of regents at, at these various universities. I'm going to tell you something right now. Between that and Urban Meyer at Ohio State, like, fostering a, a, an abusive son of a bitch, I'm done with college football. Done with college sports. I don't, I don't want to see it anymore. I, th I think it should all just be done. Create minor leagues for anyone coming out of high school and just eliminate college sports completely. 
That's the only way we're going to get around this. Kids are going to continue to die. Kids are going to continue to take money that they're technically not supposed to take. Companies are going to continue to manipulate schools so that they can get certain players at certain schools because every every shoe company and clothing company, Adidas, Nike, Under Armour, all those, they pump money into these colleges. And then they pay players to go to those colleges. It's literally happening right now with college basketball. The FBI has been investigating it for years, and we're getting pieces coming out from this all over the place. We're done with college sports. We need to be done with college sports. It shouldn't exist. Or if it does, then those kids need to be paid. Those kids need to be paid appropriately, not just scholarships. The NCAA should be just completely disbanded. I'm done with it all. I'm not going to support it anymore. And I would ask that any of you out there stop supporting it too. Because more kids are going to die. It's as simple as that. More kids are going to die so that some university uh, can win an extra game in football. So some university can get more money from a a company that that wants them to to do well in sports. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Every single little piece of it is bullshit. And I'm done. And you should be done too. Life is more important than money. God. College. I'm so over it. It's disgusting. It's gross. I can't anymore. Man. All right. So, uh, let's move on to some tech, huh? What I got? I think I got something on my screen here. What is going on? I need to clean my studio here. Been so busy. It's just like madness everywhere. A little bit of tech. This is, that's not the right thing. I'm all out of place here. Uh, So, we got some news. iPhones iPhones, if you're an iPhone user and you weren't aware of this, keep in mind that iPhones and Helium do not mix. That's right. There was a company uh, that was experiencing problems with all of their employees' iPhones and iWatches. Uh, they completely died, like to the point where they would just froze up completely, couldn't do anything. Goes, they go to find out that exposure to Helium can actually just completely destroy an iPhone, can completely destroy an iWatch or Apple Watch, whatever they call those things. Uh, and what happened was they had an MRI machine that was installed in their office. It must have been a medical office. It didn't say specifically what kind of an office it was, uh, but I assume it's medical office. And they had a slight helium leak, which wasn't dangerous to any, like, person. You know, it was just there was some helium in there. <laughs> I'm laughing because, you know, like, remember when you were kids? Sucking my, and you, you know, high-pitched voice and stuff. It wasn't even, But it was enough in the atmosphere of that office to, to essentially destroy a bunch of iPhones. And then Apple has come out, of course, since then and said, if you do have exposure to uh, helium, what you have to do is then uh, keep it out, like keep it out sitting in fresh air for like a week, and then hopefully it'll kind of come back and all that helium will go out of there. Super interesting because there's the things you think of like magnets and everything else, and, and obviously moisture that are going to be bad for iPhones. You don't think helium. In fact, I think back to uh, my family when I was when I was a teenager, we had a candy store. I was feeling filling helium balloons constantly. Now, of course, uh, cell phones cell phones didn't even exist back then. I mean, the pagers we were barely getting it. Well, they I mean they existed, but not. It wasn't the everybody on earth has a cell phone. Like you you know, ten year olds have cell phones. It wasn't like that back in the nineties when I was in high school. It's it's a little different now. Uh, but keep keep your iPhones away from that helium, especially if you're sucking on helium balloons or maybe doing other things that you shouldn't be doing with helium. No, that's CO two. I'm not dumb. I was I was hip once too, kids. Uh we got some news from the Proud Boys. You familiar with the Proud Boys? Good. You shouldn't be because nobody should be familiar with the Proud Boys. But if you're curious, go look them up. I'm not going to get into the Proud Boys and everything else. But I'm bringing them up because they have actually been banned from Facebook. If you're a listener to this show, let me just tell you one thing. You, do, you don't associate with the Proud Boys. You don't want to have anything to do with the Proud Boys at all. So really, I'll leave it at that. If you're more curious, go ahead and, and Google it and stuff. Uh, but Facebook has actually banned them completely from Facebook as well as Instagram because, remember, Facebook owns Instagram. Uh, And I'm going to give you their exact – is that the right one? Yeah. I'm going to give you uh, Facebook's exact statement regarding the Proud Boys. And I quote, Our team continues to study trends in organized hate and hate speech and works with partners to better understand hate organizations as they evolve. We ban these organizations and individuals from our platform and also – Remove all praise and support when we become aware of it. We will continue to review content, pages, and people that violate our policies, take action against hate speech, and hate organizations to help keep our community safe. And quote, that is Facebook's specific statement. Uh, it's rare that I say this, but good on you, Facebook. I don't even, I don't think Twitter has caught up with this one yet, although 
Jack, uh, he's not doing much as far as uh, policing everything going on on Twitter because we're still seeing stuff from InfoWars. Uh, but good on you. Hopefully this this will put a big dent into the Proud Boys. And apparently they do most of their recruiting through those platforms, through Facebook and Instagram and everything else. So that hopefully that puts a big dent in that because – we, we need to work against these hate groups. They're, they're popping up all over the place. And the thing is, there's more love in this country and in this world than there is hate. We just need to, to uncover that, that love. Uncover that and educate people. And remember, I can't believe I didn't even say it at the top of the show. Uh, vote. For the love of God, vote. Next Tuesday, vote. If you're listening to this, I would say vote for whoever you want. But if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably voting for, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to sway your vote. Just vote. Make your voice heard. I was one of those people that didn't never used to vote. Never used to vote. I vote every goddamn time now. Every goddamn time. Vote next Tuesday. Vote for cousin if you're in Texas, vote for cousin Beto. Please vote for cousin Beto. God. If, I will dance on my roof if he wins next Tuesday. I will dance on my roof if he wins next Tuesday. I'll tell I'm telling you right now. Hold me to it, Wall fans. Hold me to it, Wall fans and common sense are dancing on my roof. Not even exaggerating. Oh, we got some news from Samsung. Uh, they confirmed something that we've kind of long known was going to be coming at some point, but they have officially confirmed it, and we know it's coming in 2019, and that would be foldable screens. Hey, Nate. How's it going? Uh, foldable screens coming to Samsung in 2019, so look forward to that. I we're still you, There's specs all over the place and different patents and stuff. Who knows exactly what they're going to be like, uh, but the interesting thing is we do, like, finally Samsung's where they're like, ha-ha, I don't know, maybe we, we're working on... They're like, nope, coming out in 2019. So, foldable screens. However, there is a company that's going to beat them to market most likely. Uh, there's a company out of France. I believe it's a French company, if I if I remember correctly. When I was reading on this earlier, uh, it's a French company called the Ro- Royal Corporation. It's not Royale, it's Royal. Hey, Doug. Uh, and they are coming out with a foldable phone that is supposed to hit the market in December. Uh, now, I will tell you, and I've seen some images of it. I don't know how accurate these images are, but it's not getting great reviews. My guess is this company kind of rushed to market a little bit uh, simply because they're trying to beat the big boys like Samsung and, and all these other companies that that have such a large market share. Uh, but foldable phones, they're coming as early as December and definitely Samsung in 2019. So look forward to that, wall fans. I don't know. I don't. We'll see how they are. I'm, I'm looking forward to going and testing one at least to see if it's something... Uh, Something I'd be interested in, you know, I'll be ready to upgrade my phone in like six months or so. And hopefully by then these foldable things will be out and I can kind of make that informed decision. Oh, scooters, more and more and more and more scooters, scooters all the time. Scooter wars, scooter ridiculousness. It just never ends. I feel like we're going to be talking. This is like the the new creepy clowns, except I'm going to be talking about scooters for like years. I talked about creepy clowns for maybe a year. No, we're talking about scooters for years now. Uh, We got some news from Lime. Lime actually has recalled a bunch of their scooters. Lime is one of the main scooter brands. Uh, They have recalled a bunch of their scooters because they found out that those scooters have defective batteries. And those batteries can overheat and ignite, lighting the entire scooter on fire. So if you see a hipster riding down the street on one of those scooters and it's on fire, help them. It's It's not an art installation. Help them. I'm just kidding. Hopefully nobody's going to get hurt on these things. Uh, hopefully they're doing a good job and, and just, you know, I, it, people shouldn't be messing with them anyway. So if you're messing with it, I really don't feel bad for you. But uh, battery troubles for Lime, recalling a bunch of scooters and continuing the scooter wars. Uh, show me, Xiaomi, whatever. I can't pronounce that name, the company name. They make the majority of the scooters for many of the companies, including uh Bird, I don't think they make Lime. Uh, Spin and Bird. They have also made some scooters for Lyft. But what's happened now is they just recently sent a cease and desist letter to Lyft based on the scooters uh, that Lyft has been working on deploying out to all these cities. And at the heart of that cease and desist is the fact that Lyft has actually uh, been modifying the scooters. Been modifying the scooters without the, like, consent of Jomi, Jami, uh, and I'm sure we're running it, we're going to end up running into something similar. And I'm not saying the batteries are going to be defective and they're going to light on fire, uh, but companies have to protect themselves. And if Lyft is putting out these scooters and saying they're from this company, but they're modifying them, that other company can't be sure that they're safe. 
So, Scooter Wars continues. Scooter Wars 2018. Soon going to be Scooter Wars 2019. We'll be in, like, Scooter Wars 2025. I don't know. I'll be telling my daughter not to get on a scooter when she's 16. That's, like, 15 years from now, for God's sake. Don't light on fire, honey. Oh, you just never know. Uh, this one's important. All of you out there, if you have Spotify, if you uh, have like, if you're a Spotify family member, which I imagine is uh, the Spotify Premium or whatever specifically they call it, I have it. Uh, but that's I. Uh, my wife was added to my brother-in-law Dante's account, uh, so so he like we weren't eligible for it, but he was. If you ha if you're like the head of that account or whatever, and you have a Spotify Premium account, you're actually eligible for a free. Google Home Mini. Starting today, starting November 1st, uh, you go on, just Google it. You go on a specific site and you can actually order a free Google Home Mini. I think those things cost like 49 bucks uh, at full price. You can catch them on, uh, you know, catch them on sale for like 29 bucks quite a bit. Uh, so it's like a tw at, at the very least a $29 savings for you. I've always recommended the Google Home. They can be a pain in the butt sometimes. Trust me. I, got, I have one in my kitchen and one in my living room. And I swear to God, I'll be like in my living room next to the one in the living room. And it's not even close to the kitchen. And the, the kitchen thinks I'm talking to the kitchen one instead of the live. It's a whole thing. But if you're talking free, have fun with it. Listen to Spotify through your Google Home Mini. Uh, especially, like if, like I said, if you've got it, just just get one. Give it, give it to your parents. Give it to your friend. Whatever. Just go take advantage of this deal because uh, it's available, like I said, starting today, November 1st. Oh, all right. Let's move on to some common sense. We're running short on time here. Uh, but we got we to gotta finish up. Get through it. Oh, man. Got to remember to take off my uh, my Boston jersey before I walk outside after I leave the studio. Ugh. Some sniper hit me like pew pew. No Red Sox fans around here. This is Dodgers country. Give me a break. That's what's funny too is like when you go to the because so twofold about that. Let me just go back. Let me get a little tangented here and go back to that. There's two things about that. Los Angeles. I realize there's a lot of natives here. People that were born here, grew up here, and everything else. However, in big cities like Los Angeles, you have a ton, a ton of transplants that have moved here as adults and didn't grow up watching the Dodgers. So they are most likely fans of other teams. On top of that, you go to other cities. Like, let's say you go to New York. New York is a car ride away from a bunch of other big cities right there. They're so close. So everyone here in California, they think like, no, you got to be a Dodgers fan. You got to be a Rams fan. You got to be a Lakers fan. How you, like you got two football teams, two basketball teams, uh, technically two hockey teams. Nobody should be a fan of the Ducks, but technically two hockey teams, technically two baseball teams. Nobody should be a fan of the Angels. No, no disrespect to those teams, but it's freaking Anaheim. It's not Los Angeles. You know, why is it? Up to, why does it have to be Dodger country? Give me a break. Grow up. Grow up. Little freaking bubble. Done. I'm done with it. I, I, you know, it makes me sick. Who cares? You know what? You know one of my so one of my one of my best friends is a Dodgers fan. We were texting during the series. One of my other best best friends, Yankees fan from New York. Do we chide each other about it and, and you know make like joke around? Yeah. Are we ever gonna come to blows? Oh, no, no. It's a freaking game. Come on. You can still be friends. Let your friend let your friend cheer for another team. Let your neighbor. Who cares? It's not affecting you. Plus, with Los Angeles, you're probably going to get a Rams Super Bowl win anyway. Just call it a day. God, I swear to God, I hope the Pats don't make this. If the Rams make the Super Bowl, I hope to God the Pats don't make the Super Bowl. Because then I won't be able to wear Pats gear for, even if they lose, I won't be able to wear it. Because everyone here is kind of a jackass. I'm being very stereotypical. Calm down, my Los Angeles fans. I'm not saying you're all jackasses. I'm just saying you run into people that are going to stab you five times with a screwdriver because you're wearing the wrong stuff. It's like it's gang mentality, you know? Grow up. Ugh. 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 Man, I feel like that just reminds, that reminds me. Ugh. I feel like Ja Rule is in the news recently about something. Why well, I'm just not on. It's so hard to keep track of everything. I'm not up on that. Uh, anyway, let's get into some more common sense here. We have a petition that's floating around. It is a petition that's uh, eventually going to go to the White House. It's going to be addressed to the White House. Uh, and this has so far has Garnered 40,000 signatures. Uh, catch up with the whole James Gunn thing. 500,000 signatures. 40,000. Uh, and this is a petition where people want to move Halloween to Saturdays. 
So essentially, instead of Halloween being on October 31st, it will be the last Saturday in October. So it would have been this last Saturday. It would have been Halloween. I believe it was the 27th. Yeah, it was the 27th. My buddy had his wedding party. Now, I get it. It makes sense because, like, there's all every, you know, every six, seven, five, what, I, I don't know the math exactly with leap years, uh, but with however many years, because it's not seven years, it's, you know, with leap years, you, you, it shifts around a little more. Uh, when it does happen on Saturday, you're like, sweet, it's Saturday. I remember the last one was on Saturday. It was uh, 2015 because my wife and I were in Hawaii. We had just we got back from Hawaii on Halloween. It was a Saturday. Yeah, I remember that well. And I get it. It makes sense. Everyone's so excited. They're like, it's on a Saturday. We're going to have so much fun and all this. So I get it. And I see the appeal. And in fact, apparently this this uh, change.org petition uh, has uh, a bunch of uh, like safety tips. And they talk about the safety revolving around Halloween and with, being, with it being on a weekday. I will, t- and I'm, I'm behind it. You know, if there was an, I'd be like, okay, uh, there's two things, not wrong with this, but there's two caveats to this. Halloween is not a federal holiday. <laughs> so th- this isn't something that the White House would mandate. You know, they did this years ago. I, I, I believe before I was born, I might have already been alive, but I was younger. Because uh, I, I want to say it was the sev- early 70s, whenever they did it, and they moved all of those federal holidays, uh, like Memorial Day, Veterans Day, and stuff, they moved them to like, the observed holiday to a Monday to create all these three-day weekends, which totally makes sense. Uh, but with Halloween, I see it. I see the appeal of a Saturday. Here's the thing I want to point out to all these people, and I want to point out to all you out there, wall fans and common sensors. The advantage of Halloween being on a weekday, like a Tuesday or Wednesday, this year it was on a Wednesday, is what happens is the weekend before, people still have parties. The weekend before Halloween or the weekend closest to Halloween ends up the Halloween party weekend de facto. You know, now think about it. If Halloween's always on a Saturday, yes, bunch of Halloween parties on a Saturday. But if you have kids, you're kind of stuck, not stuck. I love trick-or-treating. I, I love handing out candy. I love trick-or-treating. With my, it was fantastic last night. My do- uh, Last year, my daughter was in a stroller. This year, she's able to walk, and she's, like, got a couple trick-or-treats out of her. She loved it. She was, uh, like, mind-blown that these people are giving her candy. A little scary because I'm like, okay, you can't do this all the time, but mind-blown that people are giving her candy. So I love that. But the advantage for some parents is if Halloween's on a Tuesday, all those Halloween parties are going to happen on Sunday or on the weekend, on Saturday. And those are most likely adult Halloween parties. I don't mean like weird adult, like (laughs) eyes wide shut parties, but Halloween parties with drinking for adults, parties at bars. If you're a parent, you can get a babysitter for that Saturday. You can go party with your friends and kind of have an adult Halloween. And then you can still take your kids trick or treating on the actual Halloween. Now, if you don't have kids, who cares? But I, th- there's the advantage to people, to families and people that have kids. I see both sides of it, uh, but I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't I don't really know where I fall on it. I guess I really don't care either way. <laughs> like, whatever happens, happens. That's where I stand on it, I guess. Mm. All right, speaking of Halloween news, I got this part, last piece of Halloween news for this year until we get around to Halloween special 2019. Uh, Al Roker. Uh, was in some hot water, is in some hot water, uh, because he wore a Doc Brown costume. Doc Brown, the character from Back to the Future. I've seen a picture. It's pretty funny. He's got one of the controller things. Uh, he's got the like a long white wig uh, like Doc Brown had in the in the original Back to, well, all the Back to the Future films. I, it, I think it was actually his hair, Christopher Lloyd. Uh, but all the Back to the Future films has that, that long silvery hair. And he got some, he got, some flack got put in hot water because a lot of people said, how can you dress up as a white person? <laughs> and I'm laughing because people are so, so thick skulled that they still don't get it. Here's the thing. Al Roker dressed up as Doc Brown. He didn't paint his face white. He didn't do any kind of makeup. He's just wearing Doc Brown clothes. And what happens is these white people in this country that get oversensitive because they can't put on blackface decide to go attack somebody like this. It is apples and oranges. It is apples and fucking oranges here. I'm not going to explain again why you can't put on blackface. I'm just not going to explain it, how it is blatantly racist. There's no problem. If if you are a white kid, white guy, you want to dress up as Obama, do it. Don't paint your face black. I guarantee there's a bunch of white kids running around this Halloween at dresses Black Panther. Don't paint your face black. You can still dress up as those characters. You just don't paint your fucking face. It's as simple as that. It's simple. 
I don't I don't get what people don't understand about this. And of course, Al Roker fired back as he should. Cuz like there's nothing wrong with that. there's nothing wrong with dressing up as Doc Brown. Dress up as Doc Brown. Have fun with it. Honest to God. I, it just blows my mind that people still don't get this. People still don't get it. The ignorance is astounding. Astounding. All right, I want to I want to cruise through these last couple things cuz we are technically out of time here. Mm. Uh we had some some travel bloggers. You might have heard of this. Uh, within the past week, some travel bloggers actually fell off a big cliff in Yosemite. Uh, this is actually the same cliff that there was a viral engagement video, video photo going around uh, that the, the photographer was trying to find the couple. Same cliff. Just within the past week, these two travel bloggers were trying to take a selfie on this cliff in Yosemite, fell off the cliff. The crazy thing is, like a couple of days before that, uh, one of these travel, this travel blogger couple, one of them had asked, and I quote, is our life worth a photo? No, 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 it is not. It's not. Uh, and again, we've talked about this multiple times. All the time I talk about it, selfies kill. Stop. Just stop. Pictures are not that important. They're not worth your life. Not worth it, period. Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, we have an open, we have a... An open letter that came out this week. I'm not going to read the entirety of the letter, but it was a letter sent to the Orange Menace, and it was signed by over 50 large companies in our country. Those companies include Apple, Google, Facebook, and Microsoft, among many, many others. Uh, these companies sent this letter expressing their expressing their displeasure with uh, the the redefining of gender that the Orange Menace is working on right now, which is completely hateful. I don't want to get into the details on it because bottom line, this isn't something I feel like I should even have to be talking about because it's common sense that we respect everyone. We respect everyone in this country. We respect everyone in this world. And good on you, uh, Google, Apple, Microsoft, all, Facebook, all these companies, among many others, uh, for taking a stand. And we all need to take a stand because the Orange Menace is is, is ruining this country, ruining it. Like if we just watch it happen on a daily basis and he's ruining it, ruining it, vote, vote next Tuesday for the love of God, vote, vote as if your lives depended on it, because you know what they do. We're at the point where your lives do depend on you voting next week. Oh, oh and I feel like I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about this. We had a thousand plus employees walk out of Google really around the world today, and they staged this Google walkout uh, to protest Google's handling of sexual misconduct accusations in the workplace, uh, and I think they're going to be—they're going to make a difference because one of the Google executives came out and said we have obviously made some mistakes in the past. Uh, so hopefully, some good is going to come out of that. Uh, we got some news: Amazon, Target, and a bunch of other retailers are starting Black Friday early. In fact, I use the Target app for shopping at Target because I go in there and I do the whole. I don't know, whatever that thing is, there's like a dog and you got to do a thing and you scan the things and you save some money and, it, you know, it's a whole thing. Uh, I got Black Friday notifications today. It's November 1st. Get out of here with that shit, companies. I, now, now I don't want to buy anything for Christmas at Target, Amazon, or any of these other things. Unfortunately, I'm going to freaking have to because where else am I going to buy stuff like that? But, like, stop the war on Thanksgiving. Stop the war on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's like super early this year too. Can we can we calm it down a little? We live in such a consumerist society. Everything revolves around things and consumerism and spending money. Let's just let's just enjoy the company of each other for a minute. You know, don't worry about what you're going to buy a bunch of people. Don't worry about getting a new TV. Talked about that on the podcast before. Black Friday is is actually not the cheapest time to get a television. Go get yourself one at the end of January if you got to have a television. And just enjoy the holidays. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy, you know, whatever it is. Enjoy the holidays. Calm down on the consumerism because uh, it's it's just gross. I'm over it. It's just gross. It's disgusting. It's gross. And they just they do this earlier and earlier every year. I was getting hit with, with Christmas commercials today already. And it's like, it, like, and honestly, like, it's ridiculous. That doesn't make me as upset because it's like, fine. You want to, like, advertise Christmas. Like, there was a Miller Lite commercial. And it's like, fine. You want to make it holidayed out? That's fine. But when it revolves around consumerism, that's where I'm like, nope, nope, makes me want to throw up. I'm done. I don't want to do it. I'm done. No more. No more of that. Yeah. Hmm. On that note, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, 
That's going to do it for episode 76 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod or at Magic Muppet. Like our page on Facebook, facebook.com slash Go Tell to the Wall. Uh, and of course, we have our YouTube channel. Head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell to the Wall. You'll see my lovely face right there. And most importantly of all those things, all inclusive of those things would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Head on over there, bookmark it, check back often for updates, exclusive stuff you're not going to find on any of those other platforms forms all right wall fans common sensors podcast consumers as always i want to say i love you all i hope you are you enjoyed your halloween i hope you are thus far enjoying your november please make sure you subscribe like share tell your friends because i appreciate you all and i i I know you know it's tough to do this it's also uh it's much easier when i when i have the listenership that we do, you know, we, we have started top 10,000 per episode and, and I want to continue growing beyond that. So please, please, please help us out there. This has been episode 76 of go tell the wall podcast. I'm your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke still reveling in a Red Sox world series win. And remember wall fans, common sensors, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter who you're with, no matter why you are doing it always. Always use common sense.